0: Welcome into Rossi on Wrestling. It is the greatest wrestling podcast since the last one you listened to. I'm your host, Jason Rossi, and with me as always my tag team partner
1: in the podcast sphere at Billy d twenty four eleven. Holla, holla, holla. I think that's gonna be my thing. Might be. It might be. I'm a, I'm a big Teddy you? Log fan. Are you? Yeah, why not? All right.
0: Well, you can uh, again thank you for tuning in, and you can find us uh, on iTunes. You just search Rossi on Wrestling. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Jason D Rossi as I, I, I already said. heard mine. Yeah. Yeah. At Billy D twenty four eleven Instagram at Billy D eleven fifteen. I think so, yeah. And I'm um, at Jason D. Rossi on all those platforms actually. I think uh, that was because my Yahoo days, like I couldn't get
1: Billy D twenty four eleven, maybe. Interesting. Yeah.
0: Isn't it kinda of funny when you look at that, like how like where these names develop from not like what the numbers mean, but just like how you oh, I couldn't get that number, now I have to get <clears> this number.
1: AOL, and I probably could have got any name I wanted on AOL back in the day, was Wilhelm twelve fourteen eighty three. Ooh. It might have been nineteen eighty three, it was my whole birthday. That tells you how old I am if you can do math. Well, I don't think our audience can. Come on, they're wrestling fans. It's true. I'm kidding. You guys are best. You
0: can also, uh, again, you know, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. We're on Google Play, which that's just kind Sound of pop? automatic. Uh, no, not automatic. SoundCloud. Podomatic. Thank you. Working on, a lot of people have reached out, which I appreciate. The, the podcast is, is growing. We, the listens are going up. We appreciate everybody who they listens. Are? Yeah. Every week we get the stats. Numbers going up. Huh. I think we've, re- I'll actually, I don't want to say. Uh, next week I'll can give you like an overall, because we've hit some good numbers for a little rinky-dink bunch of guys floating in the sphere of a oversaturated wrestling uh, wrestling market, wrestling market. Yeah. but the um but we are working on spotify a lot of people reached out and said you guys are gonna get on spotify you guys are gonna get on spotify oh, wow. you guys gonna get on Spotify?" and i'm like listen everybody calm down we'll get to spotify we'll work on it there's a process there and uh through our account with podomatic it makes it a little bit easier but we'll get to all that today are you a
1: spotify guy no Yeah, I'm Apple Music myself.
0: Oh, you know what? I got a funny story. So I went to get a new iPhone. It might have been for Din's iPhone, my wife. Um, And there was definitely like a commercial going on for Apple Music within the store. So uh, what are they called? Apple Techs. Ah. Wow. So the tech came up to us and goes, you guys uh, got Apple Music. Oh, a genius? I'm sorry. You're right. Genius. He goes, "Uh, you guys got Apple Music? And I was like, no. He goes, oh, you're going to get on Apple Music. It's all this great stuff. And he he was very nerdy. And he goes up to another employee, and this is a question I guarantee they've never, no one's ever asked. And the way it came across so, like, hashtag ad, he goes, Hey, we'll go, Stephanie, what are you listening to on Apple Music? (laughs) Oh,
1: God. I was like, That's in the training protocol. Absolutely.
0: And I said to him, I go, Did you have to ask her that? Because I work in the industry you work in the industry it's like did you have to ask and she like, he's like no i just that's how we talk and he's like, I, he goes up to another person what are you listening to on apple music and she pulls out her phone and goes to the app and goes recently i've listened to like kanye west and okay go oh and i'm like God. this is i go i purposely said this to my wife it's like an episode of black mirror i'm never yeah it really was and i said i'm never listening to
1: apple music because that, that turned me off so much so i actually in my car on the way up here today, I was listening to music just thrown out. Hey, Suri, yeah. put on this. And I said, hey, Suri, play Mike Jones. And I was like, oh, man, I hope she asks who. Did she? <laughs> no. No. Oh. Sorry. I because I can't find music on your iPad.
0: Aww. Oh, That's my iPad. See, I don't have Apple Music. Get out of here,
1: Suri. Third woman but in. But that would have been great if I was said, play Mike Jones. And she went, Who? Missed opportunity yeah, there. Totally.
0: Apple. Come on, yeah. Apple, get it together. Well, speaking about odd things, Bill. This week, uh, before we get to any of the wrestling, you send Oof. me a text message. So I'm producing the show, Daily Keith Wei, and I almost vomited. Oh yeah. I literally like. I have a pretty good. I don't know. People say call it stomach. It, I don't know. Like I don't like seeing broken legs. I don't like to see
1: like gory stuff. I had my knee go the wrong way before. Actually, a few times, but the the kneecap was completely over there and the patella tendon was severed.
0: I think I might be able to deal with that, but the more you're saying, I'm already getting like I'm touching my leg. I don't know. I have a weird way of dealing with it. But you sent me a text message with what looked like an embryo of a chicken.
1: Yep, that was my toenail. Yeah, I had an ingrown toenail, and I had both of them taken care of this week. It was taken
0: care of. Like, did you go to like uh, Orchids of Asia Day Spa, and they did all. So sniffy, sniffy? I always
1: heard that like if you got a pedicure, they take care of it, but there's no way they were taking care of this. They cut my toenail in half, oh, and then they ripped God. it right out. And they started with no novocaine. And he's like, I gotta give you novocaine. And I'm this not...
0: is the picture you sent me.
1: Yeah. So I would say a good like half an inch of nail was underneath my skin and digging in. It was painful. And then they put acid on it. So hopefully that takes care of the issue. It doesn't actually hurt when I was running, just like walking and general, you know. So
0: it doesn't hurt when you run. Dude, you sent me a picture. We're over. We're glossing. You're just like, oh yeah, they just snipped my knee, Dude, this picture was this. Disturbing. Yeah. It, it was like, you know when you see on the internet, like, oh, people get, like, uh, some, like, pull, a cyst pulled out of them. They put it. For some reason, I, it's always on, like, gauze or something. I've had,
1: I've had a really bad cyst that almost made Jimmy Holland pass out, too.
0: Oh, my God. That's a friend of the podcast. That is, dude, the whole thing was just so gnarly. It was just these, like, gross, bloody-ish.
1: Every single, like, little... Thing like that, medical issue you've ever had and don't want, I've had those. Like, the oh. cysts, I, I get, like, random cysts all over from, like, <laughs> random, a skin condition. Random cysts all over? Yeah, just, like... Little pockets
0: of grossness? Yep. Oh, my dude, the whole thing made me so sick. this text messages, I'm getting in the middle of a show, I went white in the face, someone's like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, my friend. And then you followed up with another one. Yeah. It wasn't just one, it wasn't like, hey, guys, here's my nasty, Left disgusting... big toe, right big toe. Oh,
1: that... Worldwide wrestling news. So it looks like one of your
0: favorites is going to be sticking around with WWE. That's right. The phenomenal. I love AJ a- Styles. He's just
1: been terrible till recently.
0: All right. Well, no, he's, he's definitely back and he's hot. Which in a storyline you didn't think he would be. But AJ Styles has announced via Instagram and uh, Twitter. Not only does he have a new puppy. To add, I don't know if he's going to get a tattoo of that on his side, but
1: he has announced that he has resigned a new contract with WWE, which is great. I fucking love this guy, uh, and even though his storylines are meh, whatever lately until now, he's the best wrestler, if not in the company, top two. He is, and like you know, that's a
0: big thing about WWE now that they are like very much pushing a you know a product that is really great in ring, and AJ Styles represents. Just you know, all of that.
1: And just a quick little uh, hope out there. If after Randy Orton, he goes to somebody like Almas, I'd love to see that. Well, that'd be a great match. Yeah. It'd be a nice feud. Um, also, coming
0: up, uh, WrestleMania weekend. Obviously, we're all WWE. That's a, the big show, the big you know topic, and what a lot of you know even casual wrestling fans are, are more into. But um, we have to put a quick mention. This super card, of, uh, the G1 super card that they're putting together, the first ever non-WWE wrestling event to take place at Madison Square Garden on uh, the night before WrestleMania, April 6th, is stacked. I will have to go through all of it, but just some of the matches. So we talked a little bit about Jay White. He's kind of the new Kenny Omega. He is going to be facing the winner of the New Japan Cup. And if that is who people think it's going to be, where that would be. um, Oh, my God. It just set my mind. The big New Japan guys fight Kenny Omega in all those matches. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yes, you know. Kodobushi? Kodobushi. No, that's not Kodobushi, actually. I'm thinking of Tensai? Yes, Tensai. Lord Tensai <laughs> is coming back. I love when things slip my mind. I'll get it to in a minute. But Jay White looks like he, he's obviously going to be in the main event. Big match. He's a champion now for uh, New Japan. He's the heavyweight champ, so that's going to be a huge match. You also have Will Ospreay is going to be there. You get Bully Ray going to be in a match. Ooh. Yes, get excited. Dalton Castle. If you don't know Dalton Castle, he's definitely somebody you want to give a, a Google to. Because sounds like, like he played lacrosse in high school. He sounds like a douche, but you know what he plays? He's kinda of like a velveteen dream gold dust flamboyant. He has these characters called the boys, who are kinda of like his like better way of putting it, is like sex slaves so he kind of has like a flamboyant thing going there then you're also going to get Jay Lethal versus Marty Scurll versus Matt Taven and if you don't know those names Jay Lethal TNA I actually know for, all three of those yeah, names Matt, Jay Lethal was unbelievable in TNA did Still a, is. and did an incredible macho man and Ric Flair I forgot about the Ric Flair then you also Marty Skrull was the guy that is the last remaining member of the, like the elite and of the bullet club where now he's basically the focal point for Ring of Honor he is the cool I call it the what is that mask called like that voodoo mask with like basically it was a big part of Beetlejuice that long like oh, the, the nose yeah, yeah like, like the
1: eyes wide shut
0: yeah like uh, i think it's called like the face of death time and that Matt Taven also now that's going to be for the united i'm sorry the Ring of Honor World Championship so there's a lot that's going to happen at that event that's going to be probably one of the more talked about events and it's not necessarily are going to be any better than anything WWE does. It'll like be NXT. half the
1: size and more digestible because that's eight matches. Where WrestleMania, I think, 16 uh, we'll we get man. to that. But like, I just
0: think the one thing you see is that these they get such the credit for being like the independent scene, and it's the first time ever. So it's going to be something to watch. Uh, I debated with my wife selling my NXT tickets, trying to get the this show tickets, but NXT's coming around. So I think that match NXT I think, always around. And I just saw that. they announced. Uh, Pete Dunne versus um, Walter for the NXT UK
1: title. And Pete Dunne is the fucking man.
0: Yeah, it's going to be awesome. So some other news, WWE moving their headquarters. Yeah, that's right. We give you locational news. I guess so. Now, Titan Towers, world famous looking building, the glass building.
1: Yeah, you do notice it if you ever are in Stanford, Connecticut, one of the only two things there besides ESPN. Yeah, and it's just, remember the commercial? Yeah, the, that was what I think everybody remembers, Austin throwing somebody through like yeah. a plate glass window or something.
0: So they're moving their headquarters so that this is for the first time, they'll have basically all of their production studio, their offices, everything that's going on with the company will be moved to this one location. It's only big news just because they've always been at Titan Towers. You always hear Titan Towers, Titan Towers, well...
1: Titan where the bulk no of the good work that they do is done because the storylines are usually what we critique. But WWE is top of the line in every single industry standard of like video production, oh. graphics, everything that they do. Directing, camera work is top notch. Besides the storylines, ninety percent of the time. Hopefully, this will also lead to them getting coming up with better sets and individual sets for pay per oh, views. Oh god, that is that is what did they have taken a fucking step back in the set design? I, but the WrestleMania one's always amazing.
0: That's but that's the only one that's different. It's, I looked the last calendar year. So we're, we're going to go through and our next couple podcasts will be us counting down the best WrestleMania main events. And WrestleManias are always great. Except for the original ones. It was just kind of like a long like walkway. But I was watching the last two calendar years. It hasn't been a different, unique Besides stage, WrestleMania. Except for like, well, I guess Royal Rumble too. But this year's Royal Rumble was pathetic. I don't like, remember it. It was just, a, it was, they came out of a dugout. Oh, yeah. There wasn't even a WrestleMania sign in the whole play. Anyways, we're getting off topic a little bit, but it's just that is something I thought about, like why wrestling dips a little bit for the casual fan. like Production person, value. Production value is r- without the, the, the. Pop and circumstance. Yes, that's half of it. Yeah. You go to Raw, and the way it starts, I used to love it, like, and the countdown, and. Like, I don't even need it to be full big explosions or just the little pops, like the little concussions. a bigger
1: production of Patriots games. And I know it's yeah. only eight times a year, but still, you are making a
0: boatload. You're, you know when it kicks off, you feel like something major is about to happen. Raw starts, it's not even a horn, a siren, but anything. The pay per They don't even do a yeah. pay per Just make everything feel a little bigger. Uh, and this year, they announced uh, WWE announced their latest member of the WWE Hall of Fame. This one is the Warrior Award. It's the fifth Warrior Award. And this year, it's actually going to what the Warrior, when he did his final promo. Wanted and unfortunately, it to be. Yeah, he wanted it to be all about... People in the back, the unrecognized people, cameramen, uh, people in the, maybe even writers, or people at, I don't know, HR departments. But this year, it's going to sue Atchison. She is a 30-year veteran of WWE's corporate office. She played a huge part in the WWE spearheading uh, their community service and community outreach programs over the past 30 years. So this, while it's not going to get a pop, it's not going to be something the fans are going to go crazy for. It's something very important to WWE. Yeah, and that think be It's cool. great for them as a company. Hmm. And then sometimes you have to remember, it's a company. It's just like places we all work. There's people back there doing stuff that has nothing to do yeah. with the Yeah, I think this lines. is
1: cool, and they should still come up with something to honor somebody because I think that is nice. They've yeah. had a couple of good ones. So yeah,
0: they've had great, you know, motivational stories, and maybe she has some. The WWE Hall of Fame is always full of surprises of like who's really going to out- be outstanding.
1: Yeah. So. No, I mean, so hopefully. <laughs> and they've moved it, right? It's now Saturday night. It's Saturday night, which is going to be very interesting. How that kind of plays out. Um,
0: now let's get into the WrestleMania card. I made so little notes. To yeah, each I want one to do word association. Okay. I'm going to say a match, and you're going to give me a reaction. We'll start off with the Miz. These are absolutely locked in matches right now. The Miz versus Shane McMahon.
1: Recently sold as more than just an old man match.
0: Triple H versus Batista. No holds barred. Old man match. Uh, You get Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins. Worst hyped main event ever. AJ Styles versus Randy Orton. Phenomenal build. Becky Lynch versus Charlotte
1: versus Ronda Rousey. Hurt by the build.
0: Kurt Angle's retirement match against Baron Corbin.
1: Old man match with a terrible opponent.
0: Now, we just found out this just got locked in. The Cruiserweight Championship, Buddy Murphy versus Tony Nese.
1: Pre-show all over it.
0: And these are, oh, wait, no, I think we have one more confirmed match so far. We just got announced the U.S. Championship, Samoa Joe versus, I'm sorry, Rey Mysterio.
1: We'll be a triple threat with Almas next week. Or CN. Or whatever. Andrade. Andrade.
0: You have the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Good God. You have the. These are unconfirmed matches. Now you're going to get, let's say, Daniel Bryan versus Kofi Kingston.
1: Please God.
0: You have a Raw Tag Team Championship match. I don't even. Who who are they? The SmackDown Live Tag Team Championship match should be the show opener. You have an Intercontinental Championship match. Who's that? Bobby Lashley.
1: Okay. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs>
0: uh, and then one last thing. Crazy rumor that just came out. So WWE always tries to spend money. Obviously, to get the wrestlers. It, there's So now, the two matches you thought John Cena was going to be involved in was... Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe, maybe. That's Kurt just rumor, Or Kurt Angle. Neither. So, one rumor... There's two rumors. Or The Undertaker involved. So those are two guys that have no involvement as of this point. So one rumor went around that Finn Balor had the title taken off of him. Because... There's an opportunity that maybe you get Demon Balor, Undertaker.
1: I'm I'm just stunned. Yeah, your face is kind of demoralized. I mean, fuck. Like, oh, God. Like, I want to say this isn't shocking to me, but I'm fucking saddened and sickened by this fucking idea. I don't want it. And if he bases him, like, can they give The Undertaker another loss at WrestleMania at this point? Like, I would love Finn Balor to. Bury him, but I already thought Roman Reigns did that. What they really should— I do, do not is want make them a team. If you're going to do anything, like no, a cool, but like it's a cool like. I think that would
0: be cooler than I don't want to see them fight each other. I'd rather be like Undertaker and Balor against Leo Rush and Lashley. Oh
1: God, that would be awful.
0: But uh, of all the options, I'd rather that's right. I just don't be have the
1: Undertaker, and just I think have
0: reality. Oh We're not going to. God get no. You know what's going to happen? He's going to he's going to get his way into Daniel Bryan versus Undertaker for the championship, and Kofi has to watch. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> that would actually be an awesome like story. <laughs> like that, I would be okay with. I honestly, Kofi Lee has to sit at the <laughs> yeah. side of the ring he has a watch. Or it's like, in a cage. Um, and I actually forgot one last thing. The
1: oh, WWE Roman Reigns going to fight Drew McIntyre? That's going to
0: happen. Oh, yeah. Drew, Drew. Okay. Drew McIntyre versus Roman Reigns. Uh, I most underrated
1: match, if it happens.
0: And I forgot another one. There's so many goddamn matches. I'm Women's going to this thing. Women's Tag Team Championship match. More than likely going to be Sasha and Bayley defending against Nia and Tamina. Yeah, that's right. Beth Phoenix, the match everybody wants to see her return. And Natalia. Versus the Iconics. This match will be
1: iconic.
0: And then they do the chest yeah. oh, thing. Oh, I love them with their new enhanced bodies. They're um, not
1: enhanced.
0: Oh, my friend. No. They bo- it's confirmed. They they both took time off for television when they made the jump from NXT to WWE to get um. Either way, they enhanced. look phenomenal. So yeah, they're, they're much they're better than Charlotte's people. enhancements. And whatever's going on with Dana Brooke, by the way. I'm sorry, I don't like to be this way. I know she it's two guys. Great. She looks. Well, like she looks. My friend. She looks more than ever. The f- We'll we'll talk about it when we get to her, but she it's scary looking. Huh? They what happens to these poor women? Stop thinking you have to change them. I get you get over critique. You're probably getting the tweets. You're probably seeing everything. You don't need to do whatever you're doing. I think
1: they're. I I, don't, I mean I didn't really notice Peyton and Billy, but I mean Peyton okay. Peyton every week is just. Ridiculous! Oh my God, she she. You know, it's is, funny. You were a bigger Billy K fan in the beginning. I was, but but Peyton's now doing her hair like the girls I went to high school with, so it's super attractive. That's right, and so hopefully, as as long as you say the girls, I would still see at high school. That's what I, no, I was worried. No, the the hot girls in high right. school, as most people like 2003. know, two thousand three. Yeah, they go downhill later in life. You for know the what's most, funny? Some, for somebody said part. that
0: that they are like, oh, you know, they post pictures of themselves in high school and how much, you know, oh man, now look at me after kids and all that stuff, and. I, I'm not saying this to... Not even fuck. after kids. Like, some of them just had, like... I, I, I'm, trying to, I'm, giving the, I'm trying to go at least in, like, they've done good things. But somebody posted, like... I saw a picture of me in high school. I was a... That's a rough-looking kid. I was yeah. like just a chubby bunny with no direction in life.
1: Yeah, I was a strowny little pipsqueak in high school.
0: Yeah, you were. But see, don't you think you look better now than you did in high oh, school?
1: Oh, yeah. I feel like I look way better now, but...
0: My wife's walking by. Do you think you look better in high school or now?
1: Like, what do you feel? You have to get close here.
0: I'm just asking, yeah, I'm just asking. Like, how do you feel? Oh, I, I think better now. L- like a fine wine. Yeah, oh, all right. All right. You, you.
1: Oh. And Desmond, Desmond oh. feels like <laughs> yeah. he looks better now, too. <laughs>
0: And so look at that. Three people that actually feel better. Most people always say, oh no, better than I but better than this. My wife's probably just a disaster. So let's be honest. All right. So now the good, the bad, the ugly this week in wrestling, WWE focus. Bill, I'll let you start off because you, we have our little rundown here. You hijack the rundown with this big, striking headline that will grab everyone's attention. And that is.
1: Raw was an embarrassment. Sans Ronda Rousey's match. I don't know why her husband was out there, but at least that was good storytelling. Well, she squashed he the out. Penis. He was the penis in the meme. She squashed out, uh, uh, what's her Dana name? Dana Fishbrook. Dana Dana Brook, who I think looked good. You really, like, I, I don't know what the face. Her face looks so like. She got, like, th- if you watch a picture, her
0: whole face contorts and her mouth, like, jets out. She looks. If you look at when she first debuted in NXT, it was like m- muscular as hell Tristratus. Yeah. Like, she looked out of control. And I'm not. I don't mean it to sound like but I'm not body shaming trust me I am nobody to body shame anybody but you can tell that they must put so much pressure on themselves to look a certain way because she looks like she got a lot of lip Botox or something was going on
1: yeah I mean like I actually saw something recently where some girl was like if you know I want to do this to myself like and I, it's going to make me feel better uh, like if you yeah, want to like, do it if you want to do it do like it. charlotte flair clearly did that i think she looks uh, ridiculous she just looks ridiculous in her wrestling gear because it pushes it so up and like i just don't know how it's comfortable but like hey whatever works for you yeah but like this to me was the only good thing on raw i mean you I, what, like did you like anything from raw honestly?
0: i did I, I you know i know i wear the cap as a positive wrestling fan when i endorse when i should i say endorse i wish i was endorsing i wish i was getting paid um this is one big hashtag ad for wwe um but I found the beginning strong. I liked the Heyman, Lesnar, Rollins, Drew McIntyre start. I loved the Rollins-Drew
1: McIntyre match. The match was good. It was really good. I hated the ending, though. Like, what are you doing? Like, he just comes out, costing him the match. Like, what, so we, what's we, that doing for anybody? So... To reek
0: out of that, so Rollins and and, and, uh, McIntyre put on, uh, hey, when was it, Wrestlemania, main event style, but it really could be. Like, that was just, those two guys just have such a chemistry in the ring, really good action, the whole early with the chair shots, which is making its rounds right now on the internet. And Twitter, have you seen this, like, the cameraman? Oh, yeah, yeah, the shaking of the camera. That's
1: what what they do. No wonder we
0: have, like, epilepsy in the middle of these events. This cameraman's, like, jerking around, looking like he's, like, fishing. He's, like, trying to throw a rod. But this match is really good. The thing that they always talk about not insulting our intelligence and all that. So if I'm fighting Billy right now, and we're just slugging out, and my wife walks in and just turns on a CD player, and it blares... Yeah, you're not uh, killing me stop. softly. The original version, not the racist version, and the foodies she, version. Oh, I don't like her. Um, oh. She, I wouldn't stop fighting you. Turn and be shocked. And then you could sucker punch. Be like, this whole thing where, like, in a wrestling match, when the music hits, every unless it's something like really shocking, like you have no idea what's going on. Like the best example of that is when Paige returned like a year and a half ago. Where? Like bum, bum. There was no bum, bum. reason she would have returned. Her music would ever hit. Like Lacey Evans' music hitting in the middle, Like, That's uh, like, oh, but, what is she doing? That's uh, oh, great music. Uh, um, yeah, I get it. My point I mean, is that, like that,
1: that's just accepted wrestling culture I know, but at I hate this point. That, it's old hat. Like, how about
0: Brock just, just runs down? That would actually. He's not going to actually do
1: anything physical. That's though.
0: fine though. That's even more mind gamey. Like. Let him run down and like do the jump on the ropes. That's like, come on, come get it, and then he gets hit with a claymore. Yeah, but I mean, whatever. This wasn't We know why you you know why this result is the way it is. I don't know. My guess, after WrestleMania, if Seth Rollins slays the beast, or even if he doesn't his feud will be with. That's fine. McIntyre. That'll be a good feud. And they, this is how they can say, "I beat you. I'm better than you." I think that's good. So I thought there was some stuff I took out of this that wasn't terrible. I thought the Batista promo actually was a little bit strong. I didn't watch that.
1: Um, I refused to watch anything having to do with that.
0: Uh, well, I actually, it, I'm buying in a little bit more and more, and, and we'll get. Well, let's just stick with the good with the Miz and like some of these promos where. So yeah. Well, yeah. Hold on. Let me just the the thing with these guys is. We're not getting the old like the thing with WWE, and I think it frustrates both of us. Is like when they're in the ring together, and you know it's going to be a pull apart. Or you know there's going to be action. I like the one week this guy does the promo, the next week this yeah, guy because there's builds enough tension. It, exact the perfect way of putting it builds a lot of tension. It makes the
1: moment special when they actually lock up.
0: Especially because we don't need it with all of them. Like two weeks ago or last week, we talked about Randy Orton and AJ Styles in the ring that needed that.
1: that needed the two of them because we haven't really There was like what are these guys that's what built the story the story was them like their history being at odds yes Yes.
0: and the history but they didn't come to blows either nope it was
1: almost better that way exactly Randy Orton basically just said rent's due AJ Styles says which is why the Becky Charlotte things why they keep fighting like what are we doing here we've seen this a million times already I don't want to see it a million more times yes but the Miz thing was great and because I was watching Smackdown Almost Live. I got to I like, see that the... Be, that
0: could be the name of... Uh, that's a good podcast. <laughs>
1: Smackdown right? Almost Live.
0: That could be... If we start doing post shows, that's what we're going to call it. Um, trademark.
1: All right, trademark. Uh, you can mail it to yourself and then like, I think that's a poor man's copyright. <laughs> but like The thing is, I got to see the recap of the Shane thing because I refused to Shane watch... Shane from last week? Yeah, which was a fine promo. Right. And everybody said it was a good promo. I did. And yeah. it got heat, whatever. But The Miz is just fucking the best. He
0: really is so good. His promo
1: was phenomenal. He said everything you would want him to say and it sold me as him as a babyface not so much on this match but like I'm interested as him as a babyface now where before they were booking him in like the shaking hands kissing babies Miz babyface which no. Yeah the white meat babyface thing is
0: very few and far between that
1: actually works for people. This is what I've always said and they brought it up on the knocker today. I'll take a drink right now. Cheers. Um but you don't have to do anything different with a Miz. You just hey, we like this guy now and just push him against different people and like he's a father. He's a son and then that's he's what a you husband. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
0: so I wanna relate this. So I listen to Pritchard, Bruce Pritchard's podcast.
1: Oh, why would you he what? I don't I don't listen anymore.
0: Okay. What is it? Not cool anymore? Am I no, on the outside? Mm-hmm. He's not hip he's yeah, not no. he's not down with the kids. Sell up. Anyways, um, he did. They they did a Stone Cold Steve Austin in 1997. They said how they booked him. He was a heel, but he was he got over. He was cool. He was badass. So what they did was they didn't change him. They didn't ask him to change a thing. Still be a heel, but they changed his opponents. Exactly. So all it did was kind of shift the momentum of like like the double switch that happened at WrestleMania.
1: This is where I got it from like a year ago when they said, You don't change him at all. You just change the opponent. Change the opponent, change the mentality. Because organically liking him, you want to keep that forward momentum. There's too many times in WWE where they do these
0: striking moments where this all changed. Heel turns, usually very successful. Face turns are Tough. not. They're hard They're to really pull. hard to That's why you have to do these almost like shift in momentum kind of like what's happened it's with The Miz. It's just a
1: change in perspective as as opposed to like an actual turn.
0: Yes, because The Miz, great as a heel, then all of a sudden he's just like, Shane McMahon's my guy. Let's be Tag Team and and like kissing his ass for no reason. And it would have been great if it was only one big setup for him to turn heel. But to go back to this promo... Excellent work by them is talking about his history, talking about all the things he's done and how he didn't have his foot in the business. He had a, you know, he, he mentioned everything in his history aside from being able, you know, to being kicked out of the locker room, which he's mentioned before. But it's great promo. Go out of your way to just, you know, go to the YouTube.
1: Pretty relatable because, I he's mean, he's really a dude. Yeah, he's really a dude. I mean, I, I think of, you know, a lot of the people I know this way, like, I, like, like a lot of our friends who are successful aren't blessed with talent. They're just workers. So that's what the Miz is. He's just a guy who's worked really, really hard and has earned this spot. Yeah. A
0: hundred percent. I think we both agree though, this would have been more effective.
1: With somebody about else, you actually want to see him beat up. Yes. But again, Knocker made the great point of yeah, uh that Shane McMahon it's a tasty is good for this because people know Shane McMahon. He's a name. He's getting a solo match and if it were anybody else, uh, I looked through the roster. Maybe Dolph Ziggler could have pulled this off and you would have made Dolph Ziggler something again, but he's probably on his way out anyway. There's no real opponent I could picture well, this I mean, spot for.
0: Might have our next little quick little pop-up of an interview with uh, Dolph Ziggler. No, Might what? be talking to him tomorrow, so uh, maybe some extra content up in, yeah. your, up in app.
1: <laughs> well, you know how I feel about Dolph. You love him. Oh, I hate him. Overrated. I'm gonna
0: bring that up. I yeah, tell him. I'm gonna say I do a podcast, a wrestling. Oh, he loves smart. I'm gonna be like, I do a wrestling podcast. Like, I doesn't like you.
1: Just see what he says. No, no. I, like, I think he's a nice guy. I will never care about his character ever that's again. That's not in gonna w- get him W-E. to react. I'm gonna say he doesn't like you. All right, you can tell him a lie. and That's fine.
0: Uh, it's not a lie. You heard it here. Billy D doesn't like Dolph Ziggler. This is what you said as a character. Nope, you said you didn't like him. Nick Namath, I think, or whatever it is Nemoth. Whatever his real name is, I'm sure he's a hell of a guy. All right, so then a couple of the other good things we have here: uh, the Iconics promo. We talked about them a little uh, bit. Iconic, they're amazing. Just, they're great. There's you know you, it. you again. This is Billy Rushing was on it. the Billy was on the early swerve, and it wasn't like a or the curve wasn't one of those like I'm trying to be you know smarter than everybody. I think you just they just have a rhythm.
1: They have a yeah. flow. It's natural and it's just good heel work. They won in a heel style, and this would have been a good you know, regular tag team match, they have to throw fucking Beth Phoenix in there for some ungodly reason. Yeah, so
0: we don't you Ajax. out
1: on Beth Phoenix. I mean, I loved her a long time ago. I thought, I think she's hot. <laughs> Still pretty good looking. Um, but, I, I just don't, nobody was clamoring for the one more match from Beth Phoenix. Yeah. Uh, even Tristratus like nobody's really clamoring for that that. so
0: it's funny that was the early rumor Trish and Lita it was Trish and Lita versus Bailey and Sasha I get it you want to add weight to it yeah that would I would understand but now it's like we're taking the icons out in a sense but we're putting Beth Phoenix in with Natalia, which that's an old team it's a good story but then it's like okay now we're adding Nia and Tamina again, which I don't think anybody... Like, good heels. Obviously, people generally are going to boo. And then you get the Iconics. And it's like, that match, to me, is all set up for just a retain.
1: like Yeah. Like, oh, and that's why they shouldn't have had the belts early, and they should have won they it. They should have been it. This should have been the debut. It really should have. It's really
0: bizarre. Bizarre booking
1: there, but it is what it is. And quickly, we'll get to Kofi. I mean, it, it to me it's amazing i fucking love it they're actually they gave him over an hour he looked yeah
0: everyone's like oh it's a final hour it was an hour and 15 minute he, segment like phenomenal overall.
1: i thought it was great i i kept thinking i don't think he's gonna win seems like he's gonna win it was it was compelling television and we had the chat with the knocker but oh we, God, we, what was we were going yeah, on yeah, what podcast is this we were going back and forth the whole time saying <laughs> yeah. like this could happen this could happen and i was just like wow this is fun. This is exciting television, which you don't always get, especially on Raw. So this was fucking phenomenal. Then Vince comes out. He wins with eight minutes left. You know something's happening and he loses and you're still you felt, you
0: felt it. Oh, you, yeah. felt, you know, this is the one my only critique of this whole scenario is I just wish it wasn't Daniel Bryan in that other position. And this, this is a personal thing. Uh, I've talked about before how like I'm, I feel so fortunate we have Dan Bryan. He's great in this role, don't get me wrong. I just I said this before we even started this podcast, we were doing a little pre-show chat. And if you were to switch these championships it would and be say cool. Kofi was going after Brock in this scenario, Like that would, I think, bring so much more into this because Dan Bryan is one of those guys I don't even want to see lose. And Kofi's just kind of come hot quick. And it's WWE actually reacting to something in a quicker fashion. Because we all know there's no way, no how, anybody was to believe this was the story they had going for Kofi Kingston two months ago. Which, Which usually is how you build the best story. You just it let just it happen let naturally. Let it happen and everybody like goes... Lynch
1: until they ruined it.
0: Yeah. But even, I think they still think, like, all they need, all it's going to take is one or two little tweaks and we'll be right back to where it was, in my opinion. But maybe it is too far gone. We'll see. But this well, Kofi thing's fucking left,
1: man. I don't know what they can do. Uh, listen,
0: they... I don't want to say it's good (laughs) but they've done more in two weeks than most have in a lifetime again it's it's just so
1: crazy to think that Raw is doing this crap and Smackdown is telling this fucking and the the people in the back my god okay Nikki Cross just chewing on the scenery what is she doing she was taking the little piece that she got and she made a meal out of it it was fucking phenomenal yeah so when she was shaking up and down and fucking cheering I loved every moment
0: everybody was like all about Kofi so Kevin Owens mentioned Kofi King's thing yes AJ Styles mentioned Kofi Kingston. The Miz in his promo mentions Kofi Kingston. It, you know what it is? This is why people like Zack Ryder could be a WWE champion one day. This is why if guys like Dolph Ziggler, if he comes back and does could be a champion. The reason is when you're there long enough, you gain so much respect from those people. And you, those are the people Kofi that... Kofi Kingston is beloved... Wow. By that entire
1: locker room, you can feel it because they're not just saying, "Hey, go go give Kofi a plug." Like when Daniel Bryan was making his run like, they're like, "He deserves this." And Orton, even that little bit of Orton where he was like the famous stupid, stupid, yeah. stupid. <laughs> he even threw in a stupid, yes. cool, cool which which was back. like a little great moment. And you know he's earned Randy Orton's respect probably ten times over since that moment because that yeah. was like ten years ago. It literally was ten years ago. It was Kofi's first. Like, main storyline out of EC So, I'm hoping to God that he gets (laughs) this match and that he wins. I I think it'll be tough for him to win because now looking at it, there's so many titles that are probably going to change hands. But you know what? That one to also change hands would be tough, but I'd love it. We'll we'll get to this in a
0: couple weeks when we get our preview. Don't be shy, WWE, to have a bunch of feel-good moments in one yeah. eight-hour show. Yeah. The audience needs it. All yeah. right? We're going to need yeah. it. I'm going to need it. And it's probably going to be goddamn cold out. Send me to New Orleans. Send me to Arizona. Don't put me to New York City outside in goddamn April and expect me to sit there for eight hours.
1: I heard they might control the weather, though. Like, oh. Shoot some the, stuff the universe? Up. No, seriously. They can do that now. I'm not even having this. I swear to God. it
0: shoots up stuff into the atmosphere. Yes,
1: to prevent rain. I swear to God it's a thing. What about chocolate rain? It's a Uh, good tune.
0: (laughs) right, so let's go quickly. We'll run through some of the stuff about Braun and the Battle Royale. Braun Strowman, the ball has been dropped on you. You must have done something wrong. Whatever it is, become a heel. We need you badly to be a bad guy. Not funny. We don't need comedy segments. I appreciate the character, but it's time to go people. Did he win yet?
1: Did he win it at Andre the Giant? No. No, he was
0: uh, the one that everyone thought was WrestleMania 33 and that was won by Mojo Rawley. And the last guy eliminated was Killian Dane, and then the modern day Maharaja might as well get that guy pushed back at this point because Braun Strowman is just I, it blows my mind a year and a half ago the hottest thing you could be Kill and now, we, now three years in a row somebody,
1: his, his WrestleManias have been cracked somebody celebrity uh, somebody uh, booked it and said that Nicholas should come out and cost him the,
0: honestly he should <laughs> or Dominic uh, Ray oh, Massero's yeah, yeah.
1: gigantic yeah. son I know he's but
0: huge but really he's probably average height he yeah. might old, be Eddie Guerrero's son you never know. Oh, yeah. know. They, they had that uh, that match. The angle opponent. What the fuck? Okay. So he's already fought him like 10 so times. The The biggest issue I have is he brought up a storyline that hasn't been talked about in three months. That he made my life a living hell. Kurt Angle was not a general manager since like mid-October. Yeah. And Baron Corbin sounded that little like what was he originally the constable. Yeah. that was great. Out. It was good. This is what got him to this level. But then WWE in December blamed everything on his character and they've turned it into actual like what they call x pac And now it's like he hasn't evolved to like a character that you're like I, I don't even want to see him lose. I don't even care. Like I like his character I like when he comes out I like him raw matches. Which basically this is gonna be one. It's like his last match, I I don't need it to be Cena. I don't need him to have a last match. I well, don't since they announced it, it's a moment that will be here. Just think about this. Ric Flair, final match of his career, Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels, regardless of that crap last month last year, final match of his career, The Undertaker. Kurt Angles, last match, Baron
1: corbin which honest to god in 99 percent of the cases i'd be like this is great you're gonna give the young guy the rub one he's probably not gonna win because they don't do it right anymore where the, the older guy puts the guy over i think Kern angle is gonna win if not like you have to give baron Corbin major, major heat and like pretend to break his fucking leg or neck at the end of the match and then become like a mega heel he needs to rip the shirt off happen. you gotta pop the top no off. i fucking love the vest but it's just all day it's just but like normally i'd love this and it just doesn't have any feel to it if this was you know three months ago and they fought so many times already that's the thing we've seen them in the ring even if they haven't fought one-on-one every time
0: like gable they would have been cool i would have taken gable i would have taken. and honestly this is the first time i can really say like almost anybody it's just it's tough and now it's time for the rossi
1: on wrestling main event
0: Alright, now let's get into the main event of the podcast. Billy put together a great little uh little short on Twitter. You can follow me at Jason D. Rossi at Billy D twenty four eleven to check out this little uh
1: when I go behind and do the bump grind, that's the one I wanted to get in there, but I couldn't fit it. Ugh. Scott's okay. kind of has so many great so, promos.
0: We're talking about the worst mic skills in wrestling history. We're putting together a top 10. You've seen top 10 lists out there. Those all suck. This right
1: here is the top 10. And please tweet any omissions or if we, you know,
0: yeah, if, whatever you, you like greatly.
1: I, we hope you do. Yeah. No, I don't want to. That's kind of the it. point of these lists.
0: It is. All lists. It's all bullshit. Yeah, it's like
1: when they stick Jimi Hendrix at like the 10th best guitarist of all time. That's like bullshit. Zach Wyland's number two. Wild. Wild.
0: Zach Wilden. Scott Weiland
1: where the wildlings live no but like he's a great guitarist but I think Jimi Hendrix is probably way better so
0: we're talking about again the worst so you're not gonna get great promo artists on here some little aside because we put some on here that have history of some good promos but we have certain times in their careers so
1: just a little so Roman Reigns has to be on this list and I am the biggest Roman Reigns guy I fucking love him he's not a good guy He's not a bad He's guy. He's not a bad guy. He's the fucking guy. And, and that you know, was I when scre- he was bad at promos.
0: So I want to let you know about that little F-bomb he just threw. At night after WrestleMania 33, I was at that Raw, screaming, F-you Roman.
1: I love my it. My I, I looked it.
0: to my right. She didn't say it. I nudge her. I said, let's have some fun. She's screaming, F you Roman. I and love that moment. I said, love that Then moment. it's funny. I said, oh no. This actually, we're feeding into this. Mm-hmm. I said, And that's when the moment I said, I wish everyone would turn around. That would have been a great moment. I, well, I, I might, might turn around when we
1: go to Raw on Monday. A few times. I think I'm going to have to take that ticket. Shut <laughs> <laughs> <No, laughs> really... up
0: your candy ass. So anyways, top 10 worst promos. You'll be at Raw, don't worry. Starting off, number 10.
1: I mean, the Jack and the Beanstalk promo is just going to... It'll live forever. Magic... Beans. And you know, he, it was Vince McMahon because he always like – he He did it like recently with the Kofi Kingston thing, maybe, or the Daniel Bryan talking about, you know, David versus Goliath or whatever the hell it was. He likes those biblical, like, He loves old David stories. versus Goliath. He loves it. He so, thought Hulk Hogan versus Andre the Giant was that. He talks about it. But
0: he was. So just, Roman Reigns were referenced. was number
1: 10. He was fed such bad stuff and he
0: didn't like. Full of suckering suck attack. Uh, that was hard to say. And he winks at the camera. Oh, my God. Early Roman Reigns. As soon as the Shield broke up, he had a good little thing going. He had Randy Orton. He did a little thing with the big show. Then he started cutting promos. Was
1: and bad. it got really
0: bad. And he was hurt for a little while. This is a forgotten thing. He was the first one to announce himself in the Royal Rumble. He eventually won. And he did it in this promo where he's in the back. It's a famous, like, I think there's a lot of gifts and memes from this. Where he's in this leather jacket. His head looks huge. It's really bizarre. And he was like, I
1: will be. Oh, yeah. I remember this now.
0: Number one. The f- number first entrant in the room. And it's live. It wasn't even like, be smart and tape this. This yeah, guy's nowhere near it. do a good Lucia thing. It. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh. At do so an honorable, honorable mention. Because I love that guy. <laughs> do, do a good anyway, Lucia thing. Woo! so yeah.
0: So Roman Reigns at number 10. Number nine.
1: Number nine is, uh, what does he call himself now? The Almighty. Almighty. And you can see why he has My man. Leo Rush with him, because yeah. Bobby Lashley is terrible.
0: Bobby Lashley cut a promo back You're in the day. Base,
1: dude. That, like, you know, yeah.
0: that's, that's exactly it. Well, that's TNA, right? Was that Yeah, TNA? but still, but so, you so, have so, to, we, yeah. don't, we, we are going through all federations here. He is so... Unnatural on the mic. He's got the Mike
1: Tyson voice for a big which guy. which Always hurts.
0: hurts. It does hurt. Like Same Brock Lesnar. Yeah, yeah. But the thing with Bobby Lashley was they just gave him the mic too much, and all it is is simplify everything. The you're a bastard could actually be a great promo <laughs> if that was all he said. That was the punchline to like a forty second little thing. Oh, he's so like great. I'm gonna beat you down, and you know what? I, um,
1: you're a bastard. Now, Finley, a lot of people say you're yeah. a badass. Yeah. You're a bastard. It's just the way his delivery is just not good. And I think they smartened up finally yeah. and gave him Leo Rush. Because even when he was going back and forth with Sami Zayn cutting those promos, Let's, that was that was low point of Raw for he, a long time. He cut a backstage promo talking about his
0: sisters. Now, that is no offense to sisters. That's
1: You have you, a few. I have one.
0: Yeah. You have a guy who's returning to the company. Who could be the opponent for like a Brock Lesnar? Could be your first MMA ever WWE I mean, champion. Yeah, yeah. Bellator destroy people, and he's talking about his love for it's. You know that somebody hates him backstage. Like I'm gonna give him the worst, and he did a bad job with that
1: it's backstage like set i think that's the thing too here on this list is we've seen a lot of people take bad stuff run with it and make it good and these guys just don't have the chops to do it i think roman reigns finally has it and you see him when he's natural he, and like the, i yeah. always bring up the countdown stuff he's phenomenal he is a when
0: yeah, he's just cool, having fun talking like if he was on this podcast dude. yes he'd be great but they don't let them do that they, like some of these guys that aren't larger than life characters and let's be real roman reigns is not a larger than life character he's a regular guy that has a massive body
1: and he's Good rest. He doesn't have the stone cold. No, and that's rock, fine. Just, then just
0: put him yeah. in the position to be successful in his body. Don't try to make him go out there and be even bigger and badder. The best problem the guy's ever cut is, unfortunately, when he
1: had to announce that he had leukemia. And when he came back, just natural
0: stuff. Yeah, even when he came back. But even that first one, because he was just like, there was motion. Like it, yeah. it was the first time we looked at him and I was like, oh boy, something's up here. And it was great. And Bobby Lashley, I don't want anything bad to ever happen to him, but that's why he has Leo Rush. We need more of that. Or like, be just a quick... Like, couple lines, say a couple things and be like, oh boy. Or like, why don't you get your ass in here? That's that stuff. Yeah,
1: you hide what people are bad at. And that's what, you know, everybody will give Paul Heyman credit for in ECW. He knew what yeah. flaws. That's what good managers do. And I feel like. In all tra- companies. In all companies. And I feel like the WWE sometimes just sticks these people out there.
0: That's the thing, too. Like, we say, oh, wrestling's softer than it was before. Here's what it really comes down to. You turn on Raw or SmackDown in one minute. You just go, oh, wrestling. Let me just see. I haven't watched this in years. And you see Bobby Lashley talking about his sisters. Oh, you're done. Right past it, going right to Law and Order or whatever's on another network that you, you should be watching
1: wrestling instead of. Number eight. Oh, I mean, I love the entrance music, a lot of great moments as Look a child. This baby, come on. Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy. Oh. The worst baby faced promo ever. Yes. He's not good. He is. And the crowd kind of put him into this position And he was deserving of it from what he gave over the years He just couldn't crush the promo He actually gave a really good one Probably two or three months ago The Samoa Joe one where he came out That was probably his best promo Ever. Because it was as close to being real that yeah. he was. I, again, I think this is the formula, and it's always been said: you're just you gotta tap into who these people really are, so they're not acting. It's like why Eminem looked fucking great in Eight Mile because he wasn't acting; that was his life story. Yeah. So if you just tap into what these people are, they're better. But every time before when he would give a babyface promo, he's just not good at corny, it. corny. Not like he was
0: in a feud. His last feud before he departed from WWE years ago with CM Punk. And if you go back and watch any of that. It's rough. Yeah, it's Cena like Punk Picasso
1: like, versus me. Yes. In a painting competition.
0: <laughs> he is just... And, and Jeff Hardy actually has all the feels. Like, uh, wrestling fans adore this guy. And they should. He is in, absolutely. He's given his body to this industry. And he his resurgence with Matt, with the whole broken gimmick in TNA, or Impact Wrestling, or Global, whatever the hell it was called at the time was so good but it was really Matt leading the chart it was like the opposite so back in the day the and charisma yeah. of Jeff carried Matt's kind of blandness and then Matt's character brought Jeff like a life and then he cut, they come back to WWE and he got a promo a couple weeks ago to kick off Smackdown oh no that was it was like a weird awkward Saturday Night Live so like alright we're excited to be here tonight baby and he was kept doing that woo woo and it was like almost like Kalisto and do a little stuff woo uh, it's like, whenever you just keep defaulting to that, it was so awkward. It was during the Samoa Joe feud. And the thing is, Jeff Hardy makes up for all of it with his in-ring. Yes. All, like, all of it. He has he's earned so, so
1: much credit over the years that... I- I, I still love the guy. I, he's obviously lost a step in the ring these days. but Sure. He, and, and, and this will relate right to the next people on our list. Mick Foley and Kurt Angle Number seven for seven. <laughs> but only as their run as a GM. Yeah. Because these two could are the latest GM yeah. runs. Because yes. I thought Mick Foley Mick GM Fully, in the n- day yeah, yeah, was, was as good was, as, as he ever been. But these are probably two of the top 10 promo artists maybe ever. Ooh, Back in the day when we they were going. One. Mankind. Was great promos. Yeah, he was cutting like vicious and like deep promos. Like, even even the funny brainwine. ones. I'm a good kisser. Uh, like <laughs> like that stuff. And then Kurt Angle, just the the Shawn Michaels sexy boy, like uh, all the stuff with Stone Cold. All the stuff with Stone Cold. He was, and even before that, he could just cut a promo that was money. He started off as that like
0: the opposite of a white meat baby face. He would come out to crowd and be like, you know why Cincinnati sucks because of the. And he did all like the cheap heel stuff, but that's a great way to start yeah, a guy. He was, he
1: was like Jeffrey Lawler. And yeah. it was crushing. Same thing McFoley, crushing. But the last then like, four GMs. years as GMs, I think it may be three, probably. Well, yeah,
0: when, it was when the brand split, uh, one GM was Mick Foley. Yeah. And then Kurt Angle ended up Took replacing over. him. Yeah.
1: So- Mick Foley, I always said it back then, he would have a case of the Mondays every week, and he only worked Mondays. <laughs> he just could not get his words out. He wasn't that good. He had, like, I looked up today a bunch of his promos. He had one good one about the Mc, uh, Stephanie when, yeah, like, he resigned. That was, like, old school again, Mick Again, because it was, was passion. Yeah, I think, again, it's just a role as, like, a fake GM. They didn't get comfortable in it. Kurt like, angle is just terrible these days on the mic. I feel like he's just... WWE? I, uh, I don't even know if I can make the mistake he does. Yeah. It's WWE or double WWE. Double I mean, WWE. I have to say it. Double, double, E. It's bad. And he's just... I feel bad for him because his reputation, honestly, I think he's a top five... Like. Five tool player when he was at his peak. Yeah, just I an amazing, amazing One of the best wrestlers performer. of all time, without a doubt. 100%. And both of these guys have been hurt by their late GM runs. And you see McFoley at Kowloon just shooting the shit. He's great. Yeah, he's, He does a stand-up. He's a great talker. And the thing I think
0: specific going to Kurt Angle, like on a night like this past Monday when he's announcing Baron Corbin, and you can even see, it's like, I'm gonna be facing a guy that's made my life a living hell for the last three months. If someone made my life a living hell, I don't think I'm just calmly being like, you know what? I can't wait to face Baron Corbett. It's just like, you don't feel it. You're not portraying the feelings. Like These matches that he's had against Apollo Crews and and Chad Gable, I have more of a feeling
1: of than him trying to say, I'm retiring and I'm going against a guy. It's just like... And I think we've 100% found the root so far of this list. It's they're putting people in positions they're not comfortable with. And that leads to number six. Who... If you haven't seen his promos in a long time or if you've never seen his promos, there's like a good six-minute cut on YouTube of Ahmed Johnson. It is fucking amazing. This guy is
0: terrible. Ahmed Johnson, I have no doubt from, like, remembering when he first came out that he was going to be a champion, like a big guy. I I, love it. It's feuding. against Goldust. He had some really, like, he was in momentum. He wore his knee pads differently. (laughs) Oh, yeah. He wore, like, elbow pads on his knees, on his thigh. It was weird. But the thing is about Ahmed Johnson was he had zero mic talent and zero comfortability
1: I, I think that was the thing he didn't feel super comfortable because you could tell he wasn't you know some people you know I have verbal diarrhea all the time Yeah, but he just didn't seem super comfortable on the mic and he didn't ever need to be on the mic because he was an impressive fucking human he was huge he was like Apollo
0: Cruz and Bobby Lashley and I don't mean to make it all like oh the black guys of course but it's like those two guys if you really they like, had those strong- round
1: muscles yes that was like, bo- like they were assembled out of bowling balls. Right?
0: <laughs> yeah, seriously. He he was huge. He looked great. He was a pretty good wrestler, too, especially when he first started. I hit great moves. I thought he had like
1: a sheamus S move set back in the day, yeah, just a then, big power move set. Yeah, and I loved the Pearl
0: River Plunge. Cool finisher, good name. I loved him. But but I thought he was going to be a superstar superstar. In. And then they made him a heel. If you remember, he turned like on like The Undertaker during the Farouk, like before mm-hmm. he joined the Nation of Domination. Then he joins the Nation of Domination, and he's, they had him doing promos, and he was Yelling sloppy.
1: promos. Ye- yelling <laughs> promos. That just into the... Uh-oh. Uh-oh. There's one in there's front a of a video game one. Oh yeah, it's... there's one like from a video like WWE a cut Raw. Seat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In, but he's just
0: yelling nonsense.
1: Oh. Uh-oh. So if you go, I think the famous one that everybody saw that I saw today, or you can look when you type in Ahmed Johnson uh-huh. YouTube, blah blah blah, it comes up. Literally it's like right a, that. a really bad green screen at him against that like fire raw background. It is amazing. Definitely worth checking out.
0: And then number five.
1: Great, Collie. I I think think that's all we need to say. Yeah, let's be honest.
0: The fact that they definitely a language barrier. Yeah, he when he first debuted, he was the most dominant, like scary. Had a mouthpiece. Had you know, uh, Davari. Then he had I forget the other guy's name now. And then he just... They gave him the mic. Yeah, they let him talk. And, and it was, was just it so... Don't do it. It was almost like they were trying to make fun of him too, but it's just... Yeah. There's and not he not had a lot of
1: inside. different like uh, incarnations. He won the WWE Champion as kind of like a big... Opposing, the famous
0: wrong... Oh, upside, the belt down. Up, upside down. Upside down.
1: Botchamania. Gotta check out the whole Kali Mania. That is a phenomenal one. Along with... We'll get to a couple other ones. Actually, it's the next one on the list. The Steiner Mania. Let's
0: just jump to it. Number four.
1: Yeah. Scott Steiner. I mean, this guy... Honestly, I didn't want to even put him on the list... Cause, because cause you like it. Because it was so bad. It was it was amazing. And I think we watched the countdown with a uh, friend of the podcast, Lauren, who thinks uh, Ric Flair does Ric Flair. Yeah,
0: what's Ric Flair's famous thing? Ric, Ric Flair.
1: Flair. But, I mean, he just had so many memorable promos. And they say it in the countdown. It's like, if you're remembered, isn't that the point? Like, he was good enough with <laughs> yeah. uh, when I go behind and do the bump and grind and the, the math, 33 to 30% yeah. chance in my 25. Like, he was out of his mind, but it worked. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say no. I think it's so
0: bad it's good, not but not for like the right like he intended those to be good promos, which he, is sometimes the best. I understand that. We'll get to a guy that later in this list that also actually basically our top 3 is kind of like that. Um we might battle at number 3 in a minute, but Scott Steiner was like had the intention to be much better. He was really bad and then I think whoever was in WCW, they just let him go. They just said keep going. Just like you just you were so good, Scott. Unintentional. That t- that's where the math one comes from, TNA, and it is just yeah. It's like so if you got a fifty percent chance and thirty three and a third chance of her winning, and you can see it. the
1: the little guy, whoever was it, Scott? Uh, I forget the little guy that he had with him, but he's just dumbfounded by the whole speech. Oh, and even Mean Gene is just like, what are you talking about? Oh, to everyone is doing it. Oh, it's unbelievable. So then
0: number three, we touched on this. I think last week might have been how we kind of kick started this conversation. She's terrible. Who is she? Uh, the baddest promo on the planet. Uh, Ronda Rousey. Rousey coming in number three. So obviously, before we even say anything, we know there's like some speech issues. We know she has a history of that. It's not a, but uh, whether she has that
1: or any of these wrestlers that have whatever their things for and all that. Again, it's the scripting that they're allowing her to write or they're writing for her. It's don't do that. Cut off her hair. And, and wash her feet. feet with it, like that. That is the Roman Reigns beanstalk moment. It's the suffering succotash moment. It's not so much her delivery because she has that problem, which is fine. It's just and her what delivery, you, what, like to me, still isn't that bad. She because she's just, she's got a couple of good like. Yeah. Quick gonna, zingers, quick zingers. Even like the one like with ice people, up, bitch, or whatever the hell it was. Oh, that was the uh, that was the A- ice and
0: Anvil or, or no, it was to Becky. Oh, Lynch. Becky Lynch after she got hurt, or like fix your leg, or go to the doctor's. Like quick little like zings. I'm like, oh, that's, that's what good. She should I be. didn't even mind the screw the woo, damn the man. It was just <sighs> it was so rushed, so it didn't come across with like that. She wasn't like you know what, I'm gonna be both your asses. Screw the woo, damn the man, baddest bitch on the planet. It's directing,
1: it's producing, it's taking. But it's not even that. It's just
0: her. Well, she, yeah. Stats were, and I don't want to hear, I get, she gets nervous. We all do. She's done so many wonders for this women's division. She's brought so much attention. I think she's done so much better than anything bad away. But it is like, in those moments, it's like, we need a little less focus on her then. Then if, if this is what she's good at, like this past Monday on Raw when she beat uh, Dana Brooke her and her husband that fine
1: because she didn't say a word yeah and there are people who have different learning problems and they find a way to tackle them you know I've dealt with stuff like that and I've you know it's not 100% it's not great but I find a way to combat it and I'm not going to go out and write like the next great American novel because I can't fucking spell half the shit it's just one of those things where it's like hide her weakness because she's I think she is literally the best women's wrestler Already ever, Ooh, not Charlotte Flair. But that's fine. But that's
0: but that shows how the contrast and like yeah, some of these promos though, like whether it's, it's the her writing or, or it's, it's just the way she doing. delivers everything about it. She's really rough. It is Scott Steiner, and she beats Scott Steiner.
1: So number two, I love this guy, Sid Vicious. Another category of the Scott Steiner, where everything he said was magical. <sighs>
0: he could be honestly, and I don't know him just from watching it. Maybe the dumbest man. To ever be a wrestler. From the stuff you hear from the Pritchard podcast. Where he played to, softball. Oh, softball season. He's out. Actually, I almost respect that because that just shows how much money he made. Um, or maybe he's just a dumbo. Or maybe he just loves himself his uh, free time. Let me try that again. I oh, no, We're live, pal. <laughs> that Jim Ross, that's the very first in your house, I believe. And he starts off like stuttering, spitting. He goes, "Oh, let me try that again. We're live, pal. But I'll give him credit. He went right so into it. Right back into it. But you know what? The, if you watch that scene, the reason why he's the worst promo Who's to his left? I don't even remember. Ted DiBiase.
1: Oh, the greatest. Why are you talking time? then, Sid? Yeah.
0: Let the guy who's the manager during the, the last phase of the million dollar corporation, like that guy should have been talking
1: for you because he just didn't have the chops. He never did. And then there's the iconic. Oh, it's Kevin have Nash. Half the brain that you do. I mean, it that can happen to anybody you can mess up. Uh, Vince well, Bufork, I think is one of the most well- very Spoken. charismatic. Yeah, he'll always say, like, I'm doing an inch by foot, taking a day by week. He'll always mess it up a little bit. And you can fuck up any... We probably say, Ryan Rousey will mean Charlotte Flair half the time. Like, that shit happens. Oh, yeah. But like, when, when you just, say
0: Charlotte Banks, because you make some names.
1: It, it was just the way he did it and delivered it. Oh, it and beautiful. He, his
0: defense one time was saying that actually was the line, but he said it in the wrong part. It's like... Wait, so you're going to admit to Kevin Nash, who's a real brainiac to people like us who is the heel, by the way, mm-hmm. that you're not as smart as him. Oh man. And Half the brain that you do.
1: That you do. Uh, the way uh, And then Kevin Nash,
0: honestly, if you watch that promo, it all usually stops right there. People will clip it. He laughs. He just laughs. Fucking ass He's off. just laughing because of the sweet. Oh god, those guys had a
1: good time. And the other thing and I remember it vividly happening because this was at the height of the Bret Hart heelism, or yes. right before he went to go turn heel when he's walking down the ramp and he goes, I don't know shit, <laughs> cry baby. Just, I mean, you know, that's actually good. Like if he's just delivering those one-liners. Yeah, but yeah, oh, it's good man. bad. It's that's again, good it's bad. and bad. And then all of the, I am the master of the world and the ruler of the... Oh, he was... really
0: was ultimate warrior,
1: but not trying to be a super character. And I think he was maybe the biggest missed opportunity to make the biggest heel ever he was a massive mountain of a man he's one of oh we're gonna talk about him twice in our wrestlemania countdown oh because he made two main events two main events uh, WrestleMania eight and WrestleMania Correct. thirteen. You nailed it. Uh, which one of them was okay? Um, we'll talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> but he he was just such an impressive human. He Yo, he just, he's just like, 6'11", six eleven, and he was built like a linebacker. And like, he, he didn't look six eleven because he was so physically built. And you know what's funny about Sid when you look at his legacy is bad promos
0: snapped his leg. Oh yeah. And he was a good wrestler. He like, was he, much better than people like you. When you look back at Sid Vicious, like for a big guy. And, well, There's a lot of people that say, "Oh, he's really good for a big guy. Really good for a big guy." But this guy was like really actually a, like like Kevin Nash is not really good wrestler for a big guy. He was fine, he was so. fine. Yes, and I think Sid it's like the first had a, time I said fine. Is that you critiquing yourself, or did I critique you? No, I, I, I
1: always say, oh, that's fine.
0: Well, that was last week. That was uh, Fastlane. Yeah,
1: yeah, that was fine. fine.
0: Um, okay, let's get to it. So, real quick recapping. Top 10 worst Mike skills in wrestling history. Number 10, Roman Reigns. 9, Bobby Lashley. 8, Jeff Hardy. Oh. Number 7, Mick Foley as and GMs. Kurt Angle as GMs in their last GM roles. Uh, number 6, Ahmed Screaming Johnson. man. Number 5, The Great Khali.
1: Enough said.
0: Number 4, Scott Steiner. Oh, I love him. Number 3, Ronda Rousey. Buf. Number number 2 Sid Vicious Psycho Sid and I don't Sid know Sid Justice if it, Sid Justice whatever are the names he went by so number 1 worst mic skills in wrestling history goes to at one point the man that you thought would be WWE champion and crown the guy after Hulk Hogan that is Lex Luger
1: never in my life liked him really from the narcissist days i was like ugh, Terrible, never got over with me as a heel. I was never more upset than when he tied the Royal Rumble with Bret Hart. I fucking hated that moment as a Oh, child. I did too, because I'm a huge Bret Hart I hated it. Absolutely despised it. And from there on, I never bought into the Lex Express. And this guy was going to be the next Hulk Hogan. They thought he was the next Hulk Hogan. He just... And Hulk Hogan's promo is good for him. It's
0: outlandish, but it worked.
1: Yeah, it was great. He you could, can't redo... You can't do those again. It was it was a perfect time for him and Lex Luger just could not speak.
0: No, he was really rough. Lex Luger cut some of these promos and the famous one you see is like him on in the Indies.
1: Oh, it's my favorite promo in wrestling history. Oh uh, Billy, what's his name? I don't know. Like, there's yeah. like 10 classic lines from a minute 40 promo. And Go and look that it's, up. Just it's, type it, in Lex Luger promo and it'll be the first literally thing. literally at a high school you, we, we should tweet it out because if you've never seen this promo, I think it's one in there. Reply
0: once. to this on Twitter. Uh, it's it's fucking phenomenal. So he's really bad. And the, that's like the outlandish stuff, but WCW was never good. He just can't do it. He just, he never had the mic skills, which again, we're not, that is a discredit. Sorry, everybody. Like for people like, oh, he just, he wasn't set up to be good. We know that there's going to be criticism to this level. But Lex Luger was someone that was like kind of the man in several corporations, companies, and could never do it. He debuted on the very first Nitro, and you think, oh, In the next week he comes out and talks, it's like, oh, you blew the thing. I'm here now to take over, because this is where the big boys play. It's like,
1: oh. Yeah, delivery, give everything. Give me something and more. I think Vince was so obsessed with, like, his look. Of course but he that was. That look, to me, wasn't, he was just like a, ten, like, he looked like all of those guys you see competing in the shows, and to me. Well, that's what he came from, from that, the that b- body Bodybuilding work. Wo- wo- World. But to me, that's not a guy I want to see wrestling. He didn't have, like, a cool factor. He didn't have a tough factor. It was just, uh, this is some body guy. And I could clearly, even at a young age, was like, I don't like this. Yeah, Like, Bret Hart, and Bret Hart makes a lot of these lists as a bad promo. His heel work, phenomenal. Yeah, it'll, and even it'll, I, wait, it'll wait it. And even some of his WCW stuff, like, he, he was not as bad as people. Like, he was a white he meat baby super, yes. super corny as a child, but it was, he executed... As the excellence of execution, yeah, the, he, he had great ta- the and he always in perfect way to say because he ended all his promos with a tagline. That
0: everybody knew people could get along. It was with. cookie
1: cutter, but he nailed the cookie cutter part yes. of
0: it. Like what you're talking about before, is also Ultimate warriors on a lot of these lists. He was just outlandish, and like he's in, a, in the Sid, Steiner. Category to me
1: in a different way, but like he's, I think it was part of his art. Like he actually, I think, executed those properly. It's just ridiculous what he said. Yes, he was. He was trying to be crazy, and it worked. As Steiner and Sid were trying to be good, and it was good, but in a like a funny way. So I mean, these lists can be. I I feel like Lex Luger shouldn't even be number one. He's just like the well, biggest. I know you, he's number one. Just product. we've just voted. The I worst. know, I know. But what I'm saying is like he's not the worst on this list, but he was probably built as the biggest star on this list who didn't execute.
0: Yeah, like four years from now, you know, taking out the health, Roman Reigns could be number one if things don't change.
1: I think he's a little bit better naturally than Lex Luger. Just, Just a could little. Be, could be. No, 100% I agree. Yeah, he's, he, he's like that level. So that's it. Lock it down.
0: That is your top 10. The best... Top 10 worst list of people on the mic. You'll you know ever it. find. So uh, before we go, I did want to say a few things. I did get a text from a friend, and I promised him i mention it. So uh, a friend of the podcast, Dave, he said, thought on the Kofi Kingston storyline. What he thinks, how it's going to play out. He said, you could use this for the podcast as long as I get credit. I think this is good. Right, Dave, Dave from Malden. We'll go with Dave from Malden. Um, next week, we will see a sit-in done by Kofi in a match similar to the way that Daniel Bryan got his match with Triple H so he's gonna almost like use I think the locker room revolts so that's what he's kind of using like maybe there's a big sit in so Kofi basically uses Daniel Bryan's tactics against him they posited that
1: on the Jobber Knocker chat I believe Um, (laughs) now
0: we're we're drinking to not only their goddamn podcast when we're
1: on one we're now talking about a chat well one of the guy's wives actually brought it up and he said it right after it happened he's like the next week my wife said these guys are married yeah I, hey, I'm not. <laughs> they said that... Uh, it's a
0: podcast for another
1: time. Yeah, the, the His wife was just like, look at all those people back there. They're going to strike next week. And I was like, I don't know how else they're going to do it. That seems pretty good to me. You just you just overshadowed, Dave. Sorry, Dave. All right, Dave, you're
0: out, I guess. But thank you for listening. And thanks to those guys. Those knockers, they better be listening. Because literally...
1: We oh, Canoe is just... a avid listener. Oh, I don't yes. know about Nestle. I went to his all wrestling right. promotion. Oh, how though. did
0: that go? It was good. All right, so end of the podcast now. <laughs>
1: Of match of the Pod. Match of the Pod.
0: Match of the Pod. Match of the Pod. I will start quickly. WrestleMania 26. So we've been kind of reviewing and, you know, our future pod, next two podcasts will be all about the countdown of the WrestleMania main events. I found this match really good. And it was a storyline that I wasn't big on at the time. WrestleMania 26. I was kind of watching that WrestleMania. It's a very intriguing I remember one. that We
1: watched this at your house. I yep. Think.
0: This was the last night of Shawn Michaels' career for almost 10 years. Uh, it was Randy Orton versus Cody Rhodes versus Ted, Diop- Ted DiBiase in the breakup of Legacy in a really good triple threat match that had no real stakes. And it just was the early signs of how good Kofi... I'm sorry, Kofi. Cody, Cody was going to be. And Ted DiBiase, like, Stun, you forget. Super really, with At least in the ring with those guys, looked good. The match was great. I highly recommend you go back and watch. So
1: mine isn't a match. I know it's match of the pot. Oh, boy. But go to your WWE Network. Ooh. If you're listening to this, you have the WWE Network. Okay. WWE, blah, blah, blah. Easy card angle. WWE Network. Easy for you today. Watch the countdown that okay. is Biggest Blunders, and it contains Sid and... Scott Steiner as Blunders. And it's just a great overall watch. You can watch it with people who aren't fans of wrestling and they'll love it too. They'll have a hoot. They'll have a hoot. It's phenomenal. It is a great watch. They're all in an hour. It's well done. I don't know why the fuck they got rid of this show, but it was the best thing on the network. Because they needed to afford more wrestlers that they're not using,
0: like EC3. Okay, so in the upcoming podcast, we will be ranking the 34 previous WWE WrestleMania main events. We'll be counting them down from 34 to
1: number one. Spoiler alert, Triple H is terrible.
0: Triple H is, we counted earlier, was it seven? Seven
1: main seven events.
0: Seven main events. So you know what,
1: you know, the only person who has more is Hulk Hogan.
0: And Roman Reigns is creeping up. Uh, five? I think he's done the last Four. five well 31 32
1: 33 34 four four yeah, so he's still three behind and triple
0: there's h. no and he way had one with triple h if he somehow makes it into this one he just- was just imagine whatever match in there. like, Yeah, we'll throw in main event. Actually, they should do that so I can get out of there a little early. With all due respect, Roman. Anyway, so we're gonna count those down. There'll be a two podcast series. Uh, me and Bill will have a scale and we'll kind of describe it as we go through down how we voted and how it kind of went down. Then we're gonna have our WrestleMania preview and prediction podcast. It's right around the corner look like at two weeks of WrestleMania.
1: That's crazy, man. That's why that Rob was so disappointing. It was. And then
0: we're looking ahead. Some of the upcoming podcasts will be coming after that. Kurt Angle and WWE will kind of just do an overarching. He had two different runs. One way more successful. Maybe one of the best runs in WWE history. Maybe one of the best first years
1: in WWE you know history. What? You know what? You said the AJ Styles might have had the greatest first three years. It's probably Kurt Angle. We'll find out. It will be debated. And then we're
0: also going to go through the top 10 tag teams of all time. Ooh, so well, that could I'm, I'm gonna guess they're gonna be on the list. Number one. So uh, thank you guys for listening again. Make sure like subscribe. So there, subscribe, subscribe, share this podcast. One thing I forgot to mention: be write a review, give us a five star review. We're please. asking, we are asking.
1: Yes, if you're a friend of the podcast and you're listening, if you're listening at this point. Reach out. Just touch takes, me.
0: Hit, you can touch him. Slide in the DMs at billyd D uh, twenty four eleven. But please, like we we
1: this we is need. Not that's a how you get. That's we, how we you the make club. the podcast. Yes. Like go up the iTunes charts and all that.
0: And the last thing I want to say, more important than that, if you have ideas, well, not more important, if you, five star review, leave an idea if you want. If you have ideas, show topics, whatever you want. T-shirt ideas t-shirt ideas. Bill's very talented son of a gun over here. Again, check out that video of uh, the worst mic skills. But honestly, just you know, let us know. We are here for you guys. There's a lot of podcasts out there. Everyone says they're interactive, but we want to be the podcast for the people. Maybe we have a segment if you want to get your voice heard on this. Whatever you want, we are definitely open to those things. It's WrestleMania season. It's time Woo! to get excited. It's a great time to be a wrestling fan. So thank you guys so much for listening. Frank's hi. SI.